Town Hall Academy, episode 79. I, I like to see the first call people on a weekly basis. I like it when they come and touch base with me. And I think that's where I build the relationship. It's not always just talking about parts and pricing and, you know, what they have, but we start talking back and forth. And, you know, so he asked me about my, my grandkids and things like that. So I, I feel that's, I enjoy that myself. Welcome automotive aftermarketers to a remarkable results radio town hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hello and welcome. So glad you're here on the Town Hall Academy, your aftermarket educational summit for the forever student. The catalog of Academy lessons bring you a stable of content that you can refer to over and over again. You can wash, rinse, and repeat anytime because of the on-demand nature of podcasts. You know, we're always there for you. Over 400 episodes in the library. Hey, you're with episode 79 as we have an open discussion on what drives your parts buying decisions. Our panel is Keith Williamson, John Long, and Keith Katz. Carm Capriato here to let you know that Jasper Engines and Transmissions supports the Town Hall Academy. In addition to the strict quality remanufacturing steps they take at Jasper, they can actually improve a drivetrain's component's original design so that it runs longer and better than when it was new. Check out their featured engine and transmission pages at jasperengines.com. And if you ever get a chance to tour the Jasper plant, please don't miss it. Select Town Hall Academy episodes allow you to earn AMI elective credit toward your AMI accreditations. Find out more at remarkableresults.biz slash AMI. Hey, have you had a chance to listen to the new show? It's called For the Record, and it is a short but intense rhapsody from a peer of yours. This is in the style of the op-ed section of your newspaper. The intention is to push a few boundaries and create a future dialogue. These short opines will get you thinking. Find the show right inside your streaming app. They come up in order as they are released. Or find For the Record podcast on a special page on the RemarkableResults.biz website. Supplier relationships is an important part of the service professional's overall success. My panel shares their positions on part quality, service, availability, training, price, and warranty, among others. With me on this academy is Keith Williamson, owner of Williamson's Repair and Tire in Bondurant, Iowa, John Long, partner in Shirts Auto Service in Shirts, Texas, and Keith Katz, owner of Quality Service Center in York, PA. To find this episode's key talking points, my panel's bios, and links to their previous episodes, go to remarkableresults.biz slash A079. We also get into credits and returns, their salesperson, volume rebates, e-commerce, and labor claims. The consensus is that their supplier relationship is important to their success. Compare your supplier needs and relationships to what this panel has to say about their parts buying decisions. What drives your parts buying decisions? Let's start with you, John Long. Quality of parts, uh, it seems to be, you know, in any survey I see, right up there. Uh, it has to be number one. I mean, you can't get a good quality part. Your reputation is going to precede you. It all goes back to that previous podcast that I did with you, the comebacks. I mean, you're going to have comebacks if you don't put on good quality parts. Um, it's got to be number one. That's the number one thing for us is good quality parts. We did talk about that. I think that was the number one reason for, for comebacks, wasn't it? Uh, make sure you're putting on a quality part. Same yeah. with you, uh, Keith Williamson? Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, we use 
nothing but the best OE quality or better. And, uh, I don't like to skimp on anything because it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. I find that so interesting. You guys say this often when I do interviews, OE quality parts. So how, who makes that decision, that determination? Do you take the manufacturer's word for it? Or when you open that up, it, it looks, it's, it's that, you know, like kind quality. I mean, where do you determine OE? Well, a lot of their stuff is coming from OE. I mean, I use AC Delco, Motorcraft, um, Mopar for the big three. So we're buying a lot of just OE parts, you know, from the get-go. Okay. So e- even though uh, Motorcraft or AC Delco may repackage a, 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 for example, a Gates Belts, you're still very confident in that brand's decision on the parts they put in their box. Yep, I am. Quality Keith Katz. Like everyone else has already said, uh, no one likes to do the job twice, especially if you're pulling out a dashboard or ripping half the car apart to do it. So quality has to be number one. Uh, and when you talk about OE parts, uh, sure, sometimes we even have OE parts that fail, um, but you, you have to um, you have to think through the whole process of what you're doing and whether you're going to want to get that part, let's say from the, the manufacturer, or whether you can take an OE aftermarket type part, um, you know, something that you can easily get to. Sure, you can maybe get that OE aftermarket part and feel confident in it versus, you know, having to go to the manufacturer all the time. Guys, what happens when the part fails and you're faced with an issue? Could be a labor claim, an unhappy customer come back, obviously. What do you do in that supplier relationship over that situation? Obviously, our our in-house warranty, uh, we'll we'll cover it. No, No questions asked. If it's a failed part, it's a failed part. We'll take care of it, parts and labor. Um, that's why it's so important to have a good relationship with whether it's your local parts house or whatever. Um, you need to have that good relationship um, so that they will back you up on the labor also. And there's even been times when, you know, a part, maybe it failed at um, 28 months. You know, as, as, as a shop owner, are you going to sit there and say, well, it's four months past warranty, sorry. Or if you have a good relationship with a parts vendor, you can go to them and say, look, can you help me out here? And if you go back to your customer and say, hey, I got your part warrantied, but we couldn't get the labor warrantied, you know, they're happy. So it's very important to have a good relationship. What do you tell John Long, the supplier, uh, that you've seen a few of these in a row um, fail? Well, you just have to see why they're failing. Um you have to work with the supplier on that. You have to work with your techs. You know, ask them why is this thing failing? Why is this part failing? You know, what's the what's wrong with it? You have to ask your supplier. Are you seeing a bad batch of them? Um, so I think it's just a constant communication back and forth between everybody regarding that to try and get to the root cause of why is it why is that specific part failing? You know, over and over again. Maybe it's not the part. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? I guess, guys, I'm digging into the word relationship here. Yes, you have to have a great relationship with your vendors. Um, just like Keith, you know, Kat said, you don't have that relationship. You can't go back to them for, you know, that part that's just out of warranty and, and see if they'll help you out. Um, you know, cause if you don't have a good relationship that they're, they're probably not going to help you out. But if you do have a great relationship, they're going to work with you. They're going to help you out on that, those parts. That way you can 
make your customer happy. Do, do whatever you can for them. And I think another thing to be said in that same sentence is if you're the, guy, the shop that's beating up the, the park store for price, you're not going to have that relationship, right? So, you know, that's why I think on all of ours, price was the last thing on the list. Yeah, it was. And, you know, a lot of my background comes from the distribution side, everyone. And I'm feeling some empathy here in in all the things that you're saying. And Keith Williamson, you just opened, you know, you just said a mouthful. If you keep beating up your supplier on price, I can't wait to have a supplier panel. And I'm planning one here in the next month and a half. And I want to ask them, so how it is that you deal with, what's your relationship like with a, with a, with a, with a service professional that asks for price, 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 price? Every, uh, here's the phone. It's Bob, you know, or here's that e-commerce thing. Don't send it unless, you know, don't send it unless you can shave off 10 dollars because everyone else has it for less i have you ever sat down and had a quality conversation with your district manager store manager store owner salesperson about this yes actually i have uh, uh, my salesperson is in here on a weekly basis and i've told him look i'm not looking for the cheapest get me in the ballpark and i'm happy Just, i want quality service i want the part delivered when i need it and i want a quality part and I want to be able to order it online. I don't want to have to talk to anybody. You also said uh, service. Obviously, we want to talk about that. But let's continue to dig into relationships a bit. How often do you see your salespeople or your sales rep, your salesperson? I think it all just depends on the vendor. You know, sometimes I see them on a weekly basis. Sometimes it's once a month. And sometimes I tell them, hey, you don't need to come by. I'm happy. I'm good. Because they may be third or fourth call and, you know, he could keep coming on. But do you want to see your first call uh, supplier uh, rep often, weekly? I don't have to. You know, if I'm happy, they're happy. Um, I don't need them to to come in and and pat me on the back or bring us donuts, all that. That's, you know, I tell them that. I said, we don't need that stuff. Just give us good, great service, good quality parts, and I'm happy. You're not going to hear from me. If you want to stop by, you're happy to, um, but you don't need to bring me anything. Your service is what I want. A vehicle is more than just transportation. It's what we depend on to move our most precious cargo, our families. As a service professional, you provide routine maintenance for your customer's vehicle, but what do you do if the engine, transmission, or differential fails? Contact Jasper, of course. Jasper provides your customers with a cost-effective alternative to purchasing a different vehicle. Quality, remanufactured products from Jasper Engines and Transmissions carry a nationwide warranty with up to three years, 100,000 miles, parts and labor coverage. Get your customers back on the road fast as Jasper offers immediate availability through two distribution centers and a network of 45 branch locations nationwide. If a new vehicle is not in your customer's budget and the engine or transmission in their car, truck, van, or SUV has given its last performance, a remanufactured drivetrain component from Jasper Engines and Transmissions will provide them with many years of trouble-free driving at a cost many times less than that of a new vehicle. For customer satisfaction, choose Jasper. Keith Katz, what do you want your sales rep to bring you when he shows or she shows? Um, shrimp and lobster tail. I mean, yes. too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because I used to have a salesman for what my local parts house that uh, every now and then he'd show up. And one time he did bring shrimp and I was like, whoa, man, that's great. But um, 
you know, I, I guess I'm a little bit different than John, and that's fine. I, I like to see the first call people on a weekly basis. Um, I like it when they come and touch base with me. And I think that's where I build the relationship because it's not always just talking about parts and pricing and, you know, what they have. But you said you went on vacation last week. How'd you, how'd it go? Did you have a fun time? How's your kids doing? We start talking back and forth and, you know, so he asked me about my, my grandkids and things like that. So I, I feel that's, I enjoy that myself. Well, okay, Keith wants a personal relationship, and but can I ask a little deeper, Keith Katz, what, what is it that you, besides the relationship, besides what's going on with family, what else from a business side would you like from your sales rep? It's funny you should ask that because I, I constantly am talking to the owner of the local store, and, you know, I had a salesman that came around from, Every time he'd come around, he'd carry a bag, kind of like the, the, you know, the tool guys do when they come in. And he'd come in with a little bag and he'd say, hey, let me show what we've done with these brakes or let me show you what we've done with this part or whatever. And he'd also bring in, hey, did you know that we also sell this? And there, there were things that they would um, bring in and I'd be like, wow, I didn't know you guys had that available. That's really cool. Or um, give a, a real prime example. He came in one time with this really nice uh, flaring tool for brake lines. And um, he said, let me show you how this works. It's so easy. Even a dumb salesman like me can do it. And he showed me how it worked. I'm like, I like that. I'll take one of those. And he sold, he sold a lot of them because he came around and showed. So that's the kind of things I like to see. Those are the classic horse and pony shows. I love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, business ideas, uh, Keith Williamson, any, uh, any value coming from your sales person on sharing uh, ideas? I'd like to see them give us training. I mean, AC Delco is big on training and, and it's great training. It's not just your, you know, your local uh, IR parts. It's, uh, it's the same thing that the dealers are getting for training. The suppliers cannot do buy my parts, you know, pizza, pizza and parts seminars anymore. I think I would, I would have to think that that's yeah. a, it's a long gone bygone era. I, I would yep. say I haven't heard much about that anymore. I I think the stigma is out there from when they they used to do that. But uh, John Long, regarding ideas, um, I do have many in distribution that listen to the podcast and, and every once in a while I get an email or or something in Facebook that says, hey, there was a great idea that I heard last week on this show. I've shared it with all of my accounts this week. Does anybody ever come in and bring you a business idea? Not that I can recall off the top of my head. Um, no, I do take that back. Um, you know, I did have one of my local reps come in not too long ago and, and mentioned something to me. I'm not sure if it's something I probably should say over the podcast here. Um, but really I don't, I don't get into, I don't get a whole lot of ideas from them as far as I guess business goes that way. Maybe if anything, it's saying, Hey, I have a promotion on these. We can, you know, do this with that. Um, is that what you're kind of referring yeah, to? I, I guess I am. And I think you, you answer, you'd answer that the best you could, but you know, and back to relationships, Anyone here uh, ever have lunch, sit down with the owner of the store? And again, I don't know if you're buying from big corporate America, district manager level. Yeah, I usually probably once a month I have lunch with one of my reps. Okay. Um, you know, whether, you know, we'll go out somewhere or actually 
they come into the shop, you know, during when we have our Friday lunches. But John, you say a rep. I, I, I really am looking for another, the next level, a, a, a kind of a decision maker at, uh, you know, at a higher level. Well, she's kind of a rep and she's the owner. So she's, okay. she's, she's her own rep. Um, but she is one of the, she is a part of, you know, owner with her husband of three stores, uh, parts stores. So, you know, her and I have a great relationship. Um, you know, and it's, we do go out quite often and talk. And, and is that where you have a chance, John, to really explain? I mean, is she asking for, uh, if you will, uh, the litmus test on how their company is performing for you? Oh, yeah. Always. Always. Um, and she, she'll she know if there there's an issue. Um, I'll usually mention it, but I rarely have an issue with this company. And that's why I buy from them. Good, good for um, you. I, I, they're, they're great. They service us and they take care of us. Thrilled, thrilled to hear that. How about the two Keiths? Can you describe uh, those are kind of relationships for me? I've, uh, I've actually been on a cruise with the owner of, of my number one call and uh, sit down and had dinner with them. And, and the guy's just like you or I, I mean, just, just a normal, normal everyday person. And, and he wants to know how his business is doing. How, how are we treating our customers? You know, do you guys feel like the customer service is good enough? You know, in that, the feedback from, from me to him, you know, they've taken some things and I've seen improvements. So the ideas that I've given, you know, maybe they've used. Ah, that's, I was kind of driving to that. If you've ever seen them implement any of the thoughts or ideas that you had. Yep. Yep. For sure. Keith, how about you? I mean, I think you're buying from a, an independent Napa, right? It's possible. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, we, I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think, have we ever had dinner together or lunch or, but he does come by, he'll, he'll send an email, say, Hey, when's a good time to sit down and just talk and he'll come out to the shop and we'll go sit back in the lunchroom and, you know, talk for an hour or so. How, how are things, you know, what can we do to improve, um, you know, just to get some feedback. So, um, yeah, we, we get together on a regular basis and that, that is the owner himself. Glad to hear that. I mean, you got, <laughs> You, you want that relationship. You need that relationship. And if, if they are a strong business partner and they really help in what, you know, your whole mission and vision is for your customer and your team, uh, supplier relationships is, is hugely important. Thank you for that. Let's talk about service. Wow. And one of you guys brought that up. Um, and, and I guess we can always say service is important. You could say it all at the same time. Yes, Carm, service is important. Yes. I would, yeah, okay. And it doesn't matter if it's one, two, three, or four on the list. It's critical because you're, you're really working on, on heavy, important workflows and depend on how you pay your guys. What is, so here's the big question. What is timely good service? Having the part, having the part there when you need it. Okay, it's there. It's uh, you, you can see through e-commerce that it's there, Keith. Um, yeah. How soon do you need it? I mean, do you give these people an hour? Do you give them 15 minutes? What's your expectation? Ours are typically, they ship from Des Moines, which is the next city over from us. It's probably 20 minutes away, and they'll have a part there literally in 18 to 20 minutes. 18 to 20 minutes, next town over. Okay, yeah. and that satisfies you? Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't need them that quick. We do the inspection process and all of that. So we're not, we're not needing a rush delivery every time. And we tell them that if we need a rush, we'll tell them. That. Ah, thank you for breaking that code. I mean, that is so important. Sometimes the old wolf cries rush. 
And you really put your supplier through a, a bunch of hurdles, don't you? Uh, maybe not knowing. And uh, okay, good. Thank you for that, Keith Katz. Time. What's a, what's a good time? Two minutes or less. No, <laughs> um, we, we we're in a very fortunate position where we're located to our closest store. Um, it's about five or six blocks away. So um, we, we get very good service. Now, well, the one thing that they'll do is when we order a part, we do most of it online. I mean, it's very rare that we pick up a phone and order a part anymore. But um, if for some reason we forget to put on there, how soon we need it? You know, like if, if we're pulling apart a job and I don't need it for an hour, we'll put on there, need within the hour. If it's a rush job, ASAP, customer waiting, but if we forget to put that on that uh, particular order, they'll actually pick up the phone and call us. How soon do you need this? Perfect. So I feel like it's very good service as quickly as they can get it to us. Yeah. So service times isn't something you talk to the store manager a lot about. It's just, they they have just learned your need, your methodology. You've worked it out together uh, at the end of a week. Uh, you're happy with the timeline on average? There, there's times that they could do better. Uh, yes. Depending on where the part's at, sometimes the local store doesn't have it, so they have to grab it from another store, and you know, then it can be a 90-minute wait. But again, I think like a lot of other people do, is if, if we have a brake job, pads, rotors, calipers, let's just say, and they don't have them in stock at their local store, we may go ahead and order the parts, even though we haven't sold the job yet, to get them rolling so that by the time the job's sold, the parts are arriving within a timely manner. And, you know, and if we don't sell the job, then we just turn them back. You just made me th- think about returns. Uh, John, how about you? We'll cover that. John Long, uh, t- talk to me about your service intervals, expectations. Um, I would say usually within a half hour. I can get mostly anything um, from any of my vendors. There's some vendors that I do have certain times of the day that they have certain deliveries to us. And we usually, we manage that and we expect that. Um, so it's, I think it's just knowing up front that, you know, I'm going to get parts at this time. And long as they meet that, then we're, then we're okay. We can plan around that. Um, it's when they don't meet those times, then that's where we have issues. It, it crunches your, your workflow during the day. Any counterman, delivery person, dispatcher ever come and spend a few hours with you to see how crazy and hectic it could be inside your place? Not specifically for that reason, but there's been times where they've come in, you know, on some of their visits and they've been there 30 to 45 minutes and they're like, wow, you've got, you guys have a lot going on. Now I see why you need your deliveries when you need them um, and on time, um, just because you know, one little hiccup can throw a lot out of whack. So digital vehicle inspections and paperless and being able to communicate with our customers digital, digitally, um, anticipation of the order, Keith Katz, as you said, is that putting uh, more pressure on our supplier as the customer, you know, an hour later finally texts you back and, you know, they need the car in a couple of hours? Does, it, does your supplier realize that the new technology may put more pressure on the system? You know, I, I, I think it could. I don't know that I see that. And again, I think it's more us being proactive than reactive. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that I see that in our situation anyway. Maybe one of the other guys sees it differently. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Keith. I really don't see that issue. Um, I think we just kind of manage everything. 
That's the way, that's how you manage it all. Thank you. Thank you, uh, John. Keith Williamson, availability. Everybody wants to, you know, when you, when you, you always want the park to be there. Exactly. And, and when it's not, you scratch your head and you say, why? Why isn't it there? Am I right, guys? Yeah, you do. Um, you need the part in stock. I mean, we can't, we can't wait two days for a part that, that we need for a, a two hour job. What's the challenge for your supplier? What, what do you know about your supplier and the depth of, you know, or the, or the breadth of coverage that he has on his shelves? What do they tell you? Well, they tell us how many dollars they have stocked there, you know, for sure. I'm sure we've all heard that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, two and a half million dollars in a parts store is nothing anymore. So um, I just can't imagine having that kind of overhead. But. Yeah, two and a half million dollars would be a nice small warehouse inventory. I, I think the local sub- store may have seven fifty, and years ago it used to be two fifty, then five hundred and seven fifty. And you know, that investment all comes from the profits of the organization. It's the only way it gets on the shelf. So you know, so you know, you may scratch your head all the time, but are there any specific product categories, uh, guys, that you're surprised the coverage isn't? isn't as, as, as wide as it should be. Uh, you know, maybe emission parts, ignition parts, uh, any, any, anything that you noticed? I, I can't no. think of anything off the top of my head. Calipers, brakes, uh, rotors uh, are, are the, you know, the, the, the minimum two-year-old uh, models on the shelf, products? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I really haven't run into any issue for, I guess, a high-moving part like that that just all of a sudden hasn't been there. It just... I guess, you know, like Keith Williamson was saying, they all have a lot bigger inventories nowadays. Um, so they, they're carrying a lot more parts to, to service us. I know our um, local store that we deal with actually has eight different locations across Pennsylvania. Um, and it's just kind of funny because there's always this ongoing joke, you know, if the West York store doesn't have it, the East York store does. And, uh, you know, us in West York say, well, everything's over in East York and East York says everything's in West York. And it just seems to be like, no matter what you try to find, but, you know, and, and you know, this, the, the thing that frustrates me a little bit sometimes, if I can say this is, you know, you take something common, like, um, let's just say Dodge Caravans, you know, there, there's, there's a million of them out on the road and they all have brakes and they all have rotors. And, you know, you go and call the store and they're like, oh, we don't have those in stock. And I'm thinking, Really? I mean, it's it's a Dodge Caravan. Everybody has one of those. Um, but then you look at their other stores, and they got like three or four sets over there, but our store has none. It just doesn't make sense. But it happens, but not often. A store that may have four or five of an item on the shelf that could be inventory bloat, and that comes from people ordering the product, returning it two days later because they didn't get the job. Now it goes back into the inventory, and you say, why does this store got so many? Well, it, it's probably... <laughs> It's it's a it's it's part of how we're all trying to do business today, and and that bloat really in, inflates inventory. And if it doesn't get sold off in plenty of time, so that they could use that uh, a portion of the profits to, to, to grow inventory again, we're all in this incredibly terrible, vicious cycle. Hey guys, thank you for you know your 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 honesty and 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 where this thing is going so far. I appreciate it. Let's we we brought up a warranty and labor a little while ago, and when when we when you guys do. Um, labor claims. Uh, are, are you happy with the process that your supplier brings to you uh, in getting a, a claim um, in, in the system and then ultimately being paid? I am. I don't, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm. I'm really happy with my supplier. They take care of us, and it's 
we've never had one go over 30 days. So that's, that's really good. That's good. Keith Katz. Um, I, I'm right now we're doing really well. Uh, we've had some, uh, salespeople in the past that they would take longer than 30 days and that gets a little frustrating. Um, but the, the, the guy that we currently have, he, he's on top of it and we can, he'll, he comes in every week and we can give him one this week and next week when he comes in, it's like, Oh, here's your labor claim. Da, 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 da. So it's, it's nice when it's handled that quickly. So it's the salesperson who's actually handling it for you. Yes. Yeah. That, that's who handles it for us. We, we deal. Yes. And that's another reason why it's good to see him on a weekly basis. Cause he'll ask, do you have any labor claims that need to go in? And so we, we can deal with those right then. Are you guys happy with the warranty that comes with parts the length of time? Yeah, overall I am. I mean, obviously I'd like it to be a little bit longer. Um, you know, we have a, our minimum warranty is three year 36. Most parts don't go to that. Um, so I'd like it to be longer, but overall I'm pretty happy with it. Um, and if you have a good relationship, most of your vendors are going to take care of you anyway. Uh, I think that's just what it boils down to for us. Um, so we don't really have too many issues um, with that. Just like I said, they're, they're going to take care of you. If, you're, if, if you treat them nice, they're going to treat you the same way. Have any of you been tempted to buy from a non-traditional e-commerce type supplier? Never. Never once been tempted at all. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I, I, I will I will be honest and say I've been tempted, but I've never done it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you look at the pricing and it's like, wow, that's really a good price. But, you know, it's it's the whole thing of um, if something goes wrong, who are you going to call? I mean, seriously, who are you going to call? Not only that, but three days waiting time to get the parks or, you know, two days minimum, at least in my area. That's not going to work either, right? Yeah. So you do a lot of business with your with your suppliers. Um, you get cash discounts for paying on time, volume rebates. I don't want you to discuss any personal in detail thing, but from a supplier is a is a prompt pay, which I hear is going away, and or are volume rebates important to you? I wouldn't say they're important. Um, I'd say they're, they're kind of part of the big picture. Um, there are a couple of vendors we do have prompt pay discounts. There are a vendor that we do have a quarterly uh, rebate check. Um, there are some other vendors that have online rebates as well. Um, I think you, you kind of take that and put it all into the big picture uh, on it. It's not one that says, oh, they have a quarterly rebate. We have to buy from them. Um, I think it, you just kind of add it in and, and with everything else. It's the package. Yes. It's the package. And it would be lower on the list than quality part, excellent service times, availability, relationship training. It's a little lower on the list. Oh, yes, definitely. For for us, it is. Def- for me, yeah. Same with uh, Keith and Keith? Yeah, I think it's lower. I mean, I would rather see, you know, I would re- definitely rather see that, I guess, the discounts taken afterwards. Um I just looking at Kathleen on the chat here said made a mention of that, and I agree with that. Uh, I'd rather see the uh, rebate taken off after. You know, if we're going to get a two percent cash back on a card, um, that's that's going to take my family on vacation. We covered that last week on uh, the financial fruit. Um, one of the guys uh, talked about using his credit card for paying his parts bill, and he's actually used the miles he's gotten on the card to send his people to training. And into conferences, oh. yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, those are great ideas. Uh, you know, we, we see a lot. Gary Keys out in Florida. Gary, thanks for being with us in, in here on the Zoom channel. Wants to talk about the premium and the second lines. Uh, are you happy with the mix between premium and, and second lines? Are you happy with the second line quality? It, it, tell me what your opinion is of, you know, the, the, the brand rotor versus the, you know, the second line rotor. I think it just goes back to, you know, is that second line part a good part? Um, have we used it before? Have we seen comebacks from it? Have we seen issues? If the answer is no, then I'd say we're happy with that part. Um, there are some lines, second line parts that I won't use because we have seen issues with and we go with the premium line. Um, so I, I think you have to take it a case by case basis. You just can't say lump it all second line parts into one category. Keith Williamson, if you're happy with the second line, would you then offer the customer, if necessary, an option on on their on their quote based on those two different choices? Yeah, I would, but I would I would have a different warranty on both. I mean, the second line is not going to have my standard 440 uh, warranty like the first line is. Wow, you're at 440. Yes. <sighs> Interesting. We'll, we'll we'll actually do a show about that someday. Keith, I think is like two twenty four, three thirty six. Though we're at four forty, It's amazing where the warranties are going. It's just amazing. We really should do a show on that. And I'm not even the best in town now. So you know, earlier I said we we're three thirty six, but you know that's on most of our repairs. A lot of our repairs are actually a lifetime warranty. Is what we put on them. You know, you get a, a you get a starter from me. I'm going to put a lifetime warranty on it. That's where good quality parts have to come into line, you know, so we can offer those. Keith Katz, you, you, does your supplier have a lot of second lines? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think every supplier has two lines. And a lot of times we, we prefer to sell the, the top quality. Um, we, we don't want comebacks. We don't want issues. Um, and, and, and we explain it to the customer. Now, there are times when we will say, hey, you know, to put these ball joints on your car, you know, you're looking at $300 or I can save you 40 bucks by using a, you know, second quality part or something, you know, something along that line. And 99% of the time, the people are like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I want the better stuff. Um, the, the savings that you get sometimes on the, the second line parts is, isn't, it, it's it's not that, that great of a savings to me, in my opinion. So we, we just tend to stick with the premium. And I think like John said, there are some times when uh, customers come in and, and you know that they're tight on money or, you know, their bill is going to be $1,600 and they're like, you know, can you save me a hundred bucks anywhere? And, you know, we'll, we'll work with them. But typically uh, we go for the, we go for the number one line. Thank you for that guys. Uh, great insights. Thank you. Um, Let's talk about credit assurance or returns. Uh, when you have new parts, Keith, I think you were telling me, well, let's anticipate this brake job. And, and 8 out of 10, we sell and they stick. But those those other 2 out of 10, and there's the, the rotors and the pads and the calipers sitting in a bin or a box on a customer return shelf. How happy are you that that credit gets back in time and on your account right away? Um, they're, they're on top of that. I have, I have a, a girl that works, uh, a young lady that works in the office that handles all of our returns for parts. And uh, if there's a part on our return part shelf that needs to go back she, and the vendor comes in, she's on top of it. 
Um, we have a paper trail. You know the whole thing where, well, you never returned that part. Well, we have them sign a paper so that if they say that we're like, no, Joe Schmo here, he he took the part back. But usually, usually within a day, you know, if we send something back today, we'll have. Well, this is Friday, but if we send something back on a Monday by Tuesday, we'll have the credit for it. So they they stay on top of that real well for us. That's a great commitment, a 24-hour turnaround on a credit with a paper trail and and maybe a, a number on that ticket. John, explain to me how it works for you. You know, we're, we're in the same boat. Um, you know, I've got someone in the front office that his one of his responsibilities is to manage our returns, uh, making sure, you know, they get back to the vendor quickly, uh, making sure all the paperwork's in line and making sure we get our credit back quickly. For the most part, most of our vendors are really good. There's every now and then we might have one that we have to, to go back and say, Hey, we, it's been a couple of weeks on this. Where, why haven't we gotten credit? Um, but for overall, you know, if you've got a good relationship, they're going to take care of you real quick. And we try not to have returns. Um, that's one thing that I'm a big stickler on is, is try not to have any returns, limit those because the, the vendors don't like them. Um, you know, they're going to, if your return rate's pretty high, they're they're not going to like you too much because they they could have that overstock issue, like you mentioned earlier. Um, so we we try to make sure we're getting the right parts um, the first time. I love obviously. I love what he said. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> right. They're not, not going to like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, that almost goes to prove the value of this relationship. I mean, you know, the, the the supplier you know works so hard to get your business, and yet. Does he really realize how much you value his business? God, I don't want him not to like me anymore because they really are part of my business. Um, but I'm like John. I've, I've we've got a pretty seamless process, and I've never seen one take over a couple of days to get processed. So. Well, well, the, he just broke the code, everyone. It's about a process, and it doesn't matter. I mean, every part of the business has to have a process. And if if you are failing to get the proper credit, it's partly your, your fault yeah. that you that you have a very poor process, and you know to, to lay it out to get a signature to have someone follow up and follow through. Well, good, all great, great parts of uh, driving um, your parts buying decisions and your relationship. But we haven't talked about your the lowest thing on your list, and for some people, it's the highest thing on their list: price. And it, it's interesting, and you know, uh, you guys came on here, and I really didn't know where any of your hierarchy was going to land, and, and where price was going to be. But now that you know, I hear about all that you had to say and what you put in front of price. I get why you have incredibly successful businesses. W- what's the story on why price isn't in the top three, Keith Williamson? I'm not going to be the cheapest to my customers because I provide a, a great service. I mean, I'm not just installing a part. I'm providing a service, and I want that from my parts supplier as well. You know, I want them to take care of me. I want them to stock my inventory for oil filters and things like that. They do it based on what I tell them I want as numbers. My salesman's in here weekly doing that. So, and they'll even put them on the shelves for you. A pricing, and I think it's it's like Keith Williams said. Um, I, I'm not the cheapest guy in town. I understand that. I realize that. And I don't want my customers coming and, you know, nitpicking. Well, you know, I can go down the street and get this for $2 less or $3 less. And, you know, it's, it's a matter of 
the, the like like we've said over and over and over again, it's a matter of the service and the uh, relationship that we build. And I think when when you deal with someone and you establish that relationship, if you have to go to them and say, "Hey, you know, can we get a little bit better pricing on this one item?" They're going to say, "Sure, we can do that for you. We can help you out." In fact, I had it happen to me this past year on some breaks uh, that we were doing, and um, there were more than—I mean, there wasn't even an argument. They're like, "Yeah, we can help you out." But that doesn't happen every day for you in their in your relationship. No, it doesn't, and I and I don't expect it to. Um, again, I'm I'm looking for a good quality part. I'm looking for somebody that will will be able to deliver the part and deliver it quickly, and that'll stand behind the part with not only a parts warranty but a labor warranty. And so, what what does the price really matter? Got it. So, Keith, another challenge to your thinking is you see the part is ninety dollars, and in in e-commerce portals, you see someone else has it for seventy. 78. Let's pick a number. 78. Do you pick up the phone and say, you can send it to me if you can do it for 78? Never done that. Plus, the other thing is, are are we comparing apples to apples or, you know, is it the same part or is it slightly different part? Um, And and you know what? I, 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 we have other vendors that we deal with from time to time. And there are some times that they are cheaper. But again, I always go back to, well, if I buy it from this guy, I have a relationship with him. He's going to give me a, war- a labor warranty on top of it. So for the extra 20 bucks, I'll spend the extra 20 bucks and know that I'll be taken care of. Exactly. Um, long ago, I used to do that. Um, you know, call up and say, hey, this guy has it for $10 cheaper. Can you send it to me? But the way our process is nowadays, we don't have time for that. You don't have time to, to spend on the phone beating those guys up. Um, it's going to cost right. you time. Right. It's gonna, they're going to get upset with you if you keep calling them on that. So best thing to do, you know, like the key said, you know, build those relationships over time and say, hey, ask them, hey, there's this line that may, can we work it out and get a little bit cheaper on? And most of the times they'll work with you. I just I had one two weeks ago. We had the same issue. I, I went to my vendor and said, hey, this line, I'd love to buy this line from you, but you're, you're a little too high. Can we get a little bit lower? And I'll be more than happy to, to get your business. You don't have to beat the other price, but just kind of get in the ballpark a little bit. And I'll be more than happy to, to give you that business because I like the service that you guys give us. And, and Carm, on top of that, um, we have had instances where I can't even think of the part, but... Um, the, the local store didn't have it in stock for whatever reason. And we ended up getting it from the manufacturer. And then we were like, wait a second, I can buy this part from the manufacturer for $70. And this aftermarket parts house wanted $170 for, for the part. You know, why is there such a big gap? I mean, and it has happened that there's been huge gaps. And then we'll just go to the store and say, you may want to check the pricing on this because from what we're seeing, you're, you're, your way out of line. And we just do that just to kind of fill them in, but it's not to beat them up. I got it. Good stuff. Thank you. Don't forget, uh, elective credit for AMI. There are certain Town Hall Academy episodes. Go to the website on the Academy page and find out which episode you can listen to to get AMI credit. Guys, this has been great. Uh, I, I just want to put one really big challenge out at you all. 
And uh, maybe you all may have the same answer. I don't know. But so here it is. I I am quoting a job. I find out that I can buy the part for $90. Uh, I've already got the customer committed to it. And before I click, um, you know, in fact, based on the $90, my gross profit matrix inside my SMS calculated this whole thing. The customer agreed to it. Now I have a chance to buy that part for $20 less somewhere. And add $20 to my gross profit margin. How often do you guys do that? Never. Um, I don't think that's really a a good ethics, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, You know, just stick with what you have. If you can get the the part cheaper, then pass that savings on to the customer as well. Um, That's, to me, that's just good ethics. Thank you. Uh, Keith, Keith? I, uh... I didn't answer to begin with because I'm not on the front counter. My advisors do that. They're the ones that are, are purchasing the parts. Yeah, but you, you give them the power to do it. Yeah, we do. But, but we don't, we don't do that either. I mean, I don't see them ever checking. We, we pretty much buy from the same supplier all the time. So, and that supplier has earned your loyalty. They have. Yes. I mean, maybe that's the big code uh, that the, the end result here is find a supplier that's willing to earn your loyalty in all those categories. They're never, no one's ever going to be perfect in every one of them, yeah. but the package, it's, it's the whole package that matters. Right, Keith? Uh, someone said up in the, in the Zoom chat, it has Amazon been mentioned, and we actually did say the word e-commerce, uh, although we didn't mention anyone by name, and this group here has, has not... Um, decided to support Amazon, although I'm sure you guys have checked them out and maybe have sat down in an amazement and figured, you know, how could they be, you know, doing doing what they're doing? But um, I'm, boy, I'll tell you, you know, with the overhead today and running a business and, and what it takes to for for a, a distributor, a, a supplier to you to do business today. Uh, and Amazon's got it dialed into what a single-digit cost of doing business. So it's so tough. I know it's it's it really is expensive to do business in in our industry. Thank God for our suppliers. I guess that's all I have to say. Right? Hey, it was great to have you all. What drives your parts buying decisions? This this really went to good places. Thank you for your transparency and, and honesty. Keith Williamson, owner of Williamson's Repair in Bondurant, Iowa. John Long from Shirts Auto Service in Shirts, Texas, and Keith Katz from. Quality Service Center in York, PA. Thanks for having us, Carl. Good Thank job. Thank you, Carl. Good job. Have a great, great job. weekend, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.